Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson, and I didn't do it. Didn't do what? I didn't change the intro music. On oh, oh well. I'll have to do that next time. How's everybody doing today? Doing, doing all right. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. We come to you just about every week, and we are a company that helps churches and ministries use technology to fulfill their purpose and vision. We will tell you a little bit about our company at the end of this podcast, although we will probably mention it because some of the things we're going to talk about today actually do involve our company. Some of these products that we're going to talk about, we have something to offer. Yeah. So what's on our what's on the list for today or what what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about important technologies for every church. Nine important technologies. Nine, nine at this point, maybe some more by the time we're done, but nine, at least nine important technologies that every church in. And, and this is kind of designed with a twofold purpose, this podcast. One is if you are maybe thinking about starting another church or starting a church maybe for the first time or maybe restarting something, which I have done over the years, or if you're even an established church, as we go through this list, you might want to review what you're using. Maybe you need to add something to what you're doing. Uh, maybe you need to rethink what you're using and change change products. Uh, not that we're going to push our own products here. We would never do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we might. But there, are th- these are some things that you should consider you know, with your church yes. and maybe even reviewing some of the things you've already yeah. got. So these are nine important technologies. Yeah. So we were, you mentioned this may be geared for a new church, but this, yeah. this wouldn't, these would be technologies for a new church. Obviously you're going to need some additional things if you're starting a church, but yeah, th- are, this is just tech, some technologies and these are not in any specific order. So, th- so they're not necessarily order of importance. They're just things that we kind of threw on the list here. Yeah. And as I look at this, list, um, I'm thinking maybe two or three of these would have been all that was needed 30 years ago. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting how times have changed. Well, they really have. And, and of course, 30 years ago, they would not have been able to do anything really online. Yeah, there wouldn't have been an, an online, so Most a of the lot stuff is, of these things would go yeah, away. Yeah, a lot of these things would go go away because they're not online. We're talking some of this stuff is cloud-based. But now they are essential. They are essential. Yeah, what, yes. how did we used to do it without it? I don't know. How did we know. get away with I started yes. doing church work in the late 70s. And they, hmm. these would not be applicable in the 70s. Some of them would be, but very yeah. few of them. Very few of them. I'm trying to think. We'll, we'll go down a list and we'll review that after every point. Okay. You know, was this available in 1978 or whatever? Okay. So let's start with the first one. And, and again, these are not in any particular order, although I would think this is a given. And the first one is a church website. Yes. You would 
We've said it before. People are going to check you out online before they check you out in person. So they, they really are. And uh, we uh, let, me, let me say this, too, though. You know, I'm probably everybody has a website now, but you might want to review your website. Not everybody does. You don't think so? No, I think we've seen some stats that still some churches don't have websites. That's which, true. Yeah. Which for me, I'm like, if you don't have a website, you really don't exist. I don't think the Amish have any websites, do they? <laughs> Maybe we should market them, market to them. That's that's who we could expand our business to, the Amish. See if they'll that would that's a whole field that hasn't been tapped in when it comes to streaming video or mobile apps. <laughs> All right. So well and one of the things I do want to say is is you should really make sure you have a good website. Maybe maybe we should put an adjective in there. A really good website because uh there's lots of websites out there and some of them are, are not kept up. They're not, you know, Right, good it's, looking, and this is 2016. Yeah, so it's, it's the yeah. So back in um, 1978, we might have said you must have a sign out front, and it should look good. Yeah, that's so true. this is kind of the sign out front, and it should look hey, good. Your we should add that to the list. Here, let me make that number ten. We'll we'll wrap up with that. <laughs> hey, there's something to that, and I'll get into that in a moment. Oh, all, all right, right. all right. All right, so website uh, that goes without saying, but let me just say this too: it should be an it should be a website that's good looking, modern looking, and as much as we hate this, uh, well, I don't know, if we hate it, but it really needs to be up to date as far as the style goes. And I know this is something that we've struggled with a little bit, uh, but it, it's the bottom line is websites and the online stuff today is kind of like clothing. It goes in and out of style. Mm-hmm. The templates go in and out of style. So you really ought to consider what your look, what your church website looks like right now. Is it in style? And you might say, "Who cares?" Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, lots of people do, <laughs> and that don't go to your church that might be considering a church. Yeah. If your church website looks like it's from 1998. You yeah. probably need to freshen it up some. Yeah, which is, and it, this is kind of a double-edged coin, actually. I was, I think I mentioned it to you before. There was, uh, I've been taking my cars out to the drag races, yeah. and they com- they completely redid their website. Their old old website was, um, you could tell it was a, a, from another era, right. but it was a lot more informative than their current website. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of yeah. interesting. It looks much better now, but if you wanted to know what was going on, uh, you'd want to go back to the old website. Hmm. But, interesting. Yeah. That's a, That's an interesting dichotomy. All right, so let's move on here. Uh, as we continue, some important technologies for every church. The second one is church communications. So way back in 1978, actually, I think I started in 77, uh, but, you know, our church communication was a, something we printed out on the printer uh, maybe the copy machine, and we put a stamp on it. And, and dropped it in the mail. Put it in the mail, people. But uh, now, uh, well, really, it's... Was, yeah. Or it was probably available then. You would get on the phone and talk to people. Yeah, you could do that, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking... What I'm talking about here mainly is stuff like newsletters. And you 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 really should consider some email programs, I guess. What do we call, what do we call constant contact? Is that a, that's an email program, right? Uh, Yeah. Is that what you call it technically? So, so we're talking things like constant contact. We like MailChimp. Yes. Uh, uh, There's uh, vertical response is another one, which I know nothing about. 
but these are things that we're talking about as far as church newsletter tools that you might want to consider. They have some great analytics, mm-hmm. so you can find out who's actually opening them. Well, you might not know specifically who's opening them, but you know how many people are opening your newsletter, how many people are clicking on links, those kind of things. You know, mm-hmm. They can easily subscribe or unsubscribe. So that's the advantage to church communications when it comes to these kind of electronic newsletters like MailChimp and Constant Contact. Uh, and then something you threw in here too, which I wasn't really thinking about, was the automatic phone calling system. Yeah, and so, I guess now that we're a lot of people to get away from the phone and yeah. and the phone ringing at your home is often yeah. associated with solicitors calling yeah, you, but it's, yeah. but it's the technology's still there, and there's. There's uh, phone calling systems out there where you can call everybody. Well, and then, you know, the politics, you know, we just had the primaries here in Arizona. Yeah. And it's still going on all over the country. There, These these political parties and candidates are using these kind of calling systems to encourage you to get out and vote and vote for them. And right. one of those is Home Tree, I think. That's a calling system. Yes. Uh and with our company, we have a company called JSL Solutions. And with the website uh, stuff, one of the things we didn't go over with websites was if we back up for just for a moment or so, there are different companies out there that provide you website templates like Clover. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Bride Element or something. Is that what it's called? Bride Element. Uh, Alexio. Uh, yes. Am I butchering the names up? Yes, a little bit. All right. Uh, Ecclesiastic <laughs> was, 360 or something. Is that what it's called? I don't remember. But there are different companies that provide templates. Yes. So I'm I'm getting I'm backing up here to our first point because I forgot to mention these. We even provide templates. Myflock.com. Yes. Provides templates. So and then with church communications, we even have with with myflock.com, we even have a phone calling system that we work with, right? So yes. if you wanted and to we use that. So have a newsletter tool and we do. We and an email tool. tool. Yeah. So so and we have those things. Okay. Uh, let's move on. All right. So we want websites and church communications. Number three on our list is church management and planning. Church management and planning system. So this is stuff like uh servant keeper. I used to use it years ago. Yeah, right. so probably uh, at the core of it is a member management tool where you can right. load so you, and track all your members. Right. So yeah, people come to your church, they become members, or maybe they don't become members, but they just become regular attenders. You you need a system or some kind of a management system so that you can keep track of these people. Uh, church Windows is another one. Uh, yeah, there's a... There's, again, a ton of examples yeah. here. MyFlock, again, MyFlock.com has yes. that in there. Uh, and then if you want to actually do the planning and scheduling volunteers, we've mentioned this before, uh, and you want to do that online, Worship Planners, a pretty good useful tool for that. Uh, planning Center Online is another one. Uh, there, there are different tools. So what I'm getting at here with this is when we talk about nine important technologies for every church, if you really want to grow your church and have volunteers involved and, and take the load off, if you can find some kind of software that can help with scheduling and planning and management, that will help you in the long run. Yeah. And there's, it's amazing. Sometimes I talk with churches and they'll say, well, we don't have a church management system. And it's some, it just amazes me. I guess, you know, Joe keeps an Excel spreadsheet that he emails around and has yeah. everybody, I'm like, wow, that's, how do you get well, away with that? But, but yes, so yeah. these would be some recommendations from us on some 
critical tools you would yeah, want to tools have. you could use, you know, to, to do that. And again, back in 1978, we didn't use any of these things. Uh, social media accounts. Uh, this is technologies for every church today, especially with millennials out there, that, that, that new generation coming up. They are very interactive. They like to interact with you. And social media is really good for that. And it's important to have a presence on social media. Now there's lots of different ones out there. We can just go down the line with, you know, Facebook, Google, Google, Hank, Google plus, I guess, uh, you got LinkedIn, Twitter, you got Twitter, you got just a bunch of those Instagram after that. And yeah. Instagram's one. They just made some changes and periscope. Yeah. It goes on and on. It just goes on and on. So uh, here's my, my only point would be this. I think you ought to at least find one and start going with one. Yes. That's and probably uh, Facebook. I was listening to a speaker this week and it was, they were talking about, um, the fact that a lot of people go, oh, I got to get into social media. So I'll create an account on every platform. And, uh, they, it's, it's, what you need to do is find out where your people are at. Right. And like you said, a larger percentage of people that are attending church or larger percentage of everybody is on Facebook. So yeah. the recommendation, which I agree with, was pick one platform and and you know, exploit or use it primarily. Go with it, develop it. Yeah. You may not like this idea if you're listening here with social media, but that that's where people are at. And so if you really want to reach people, you need to have social media. And, and we've done podcast on social media before maybe we need to do one again we haven't done one for a while because there's a right way and a wrong way to do social media we won't get into that right now but you should at least have a presence so all right so all let's right. move so on number four so that was number four number five when it comes to these technologies and again maybe you've been around for a long time maybe your church has been around for a while i want to go through this list and see how you're doing with some of this stuff and one of those would be mobile apps uh, i'm really big on mobile apps yes our company does provide mobile apps we have a company called churchapplive.com. But I, I personally think mobile apps for churches are a good thing because if you get the right app, it gives people the ability to just open the app up on their phone, their mobile device, and they can, you know, they can get access to the church directory if they want to get a hold of somebody, if they want to post a prayer request, if they want to watch a, a video online, if you've got that tool a podcast yeah, check your calendar so, yeah. yeah i mean there's there's all sort of give online it makes yeah. it very easy to give online if you have a mobile app that has those things and and you know you can say well they can do all that through a browser on their phone yeah but it's it usually takes another step or two when you open up the browser usually or if you just open up the mobile app it's all there at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. And we do have a we do there's lots of mobile app companies out there and we're not going to push them. But we'll push one, churchapplive.com, because that's our company. <laughs> All right. So, you know, think about it. It's something to think about. All right. So moving on. So number six. So online giving. Um, and we alluded to that with the mobile app. There are, again, a number of companies out there that will work with churches that will provide for you, like, an account so that people, you can drop code in your website links so right. people want to give to your church they can give online yeah and, and there's i think a lot of times some confusion around what this is all about a lot of people say well do you do online giving and any the so that it, there's um let's see how to put this there are payment processors out there that manage your online giving 
So they'll yeah. typically charge you a fee right. and allow people to give with either a debit or a credit card. And they will handle the back-end bank transaction. Right. And okay. they take a piece of the pie. Yes, and they take a piece of Usually the pie. Usually what, 2%, 3% maybe? I don't know. Uh, yes, probably more okay. close to 3% would be. Right. Uh, I Again, I think you should have something. We My church uses PayPal. Uh, there's other companies out there. But here's why I think you should, because, again, we're talking a, a different generation here, and there are many people that show up to church and they don't have cash on them or they have very little cash or they have they don't usually have checkbooks anymore. And so uh, and plus, there are people that, for whatever reason, don't come to church every week, but it's they still have an opportunity to give online. Mm-hmm. And that's my church. When we started to do this, our giving went up. We had people, we have people that give online all the time now. And uh, you can say, well, you know, it's the, we don't want to do that. It's, you know, but the truth is you'll, 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 you'll get, you'll come out ahead uh, in the long run, even if these companies take a tiny piece of the pie. Right. Yeah. The more convenient you make it for people to give and then the the more people are going to be able to give. Right. That's so that that's the whole idea behind it. So, yeah, if I was starting a church, or again, if your church has been around for a long time, you know, review this list. How's your online giving? Is it is it, you know, is it? Do you have it? Is it easy for people to find mm-hmm. on the website or whatever so that they can give? All right. So enough of that. So topic, that was right? number six. Number six. Number seven. Presentation. Go ahead. Presentation software. What is presentation software? So I, this would be the uh, software you use during your service. Uh, a lot of times it's used for worship lyrics or notes for the teaching sermon. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is another phenomenon. I know when um, I first started coming to the church I'm coming to now, they were using a, the latest technology of the, of the day, which was overhead slide projector. Yep. I remember those days. Yes. So um, that was the technology of the 19 late 1970s i guess right. mm-hmm. yep and that's one piece of then. software it wasn't it's not really software but that's one piece of technology that i actually had in 1977 oh it was a uh, an overhead projector yes i'm not sure i'd call an overhead projector presentation software but oh, yeah but you do well it's not probably not software but it's a, a technology it serves the same function yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly. a technolo- technology right. right so yes exactly yeah but yeah so in fact when i helped start a church uh, in 2000 yeah 2000 2001 that's all they had so we got rid of that in a hurry and got a projector yeah and now projectors have come down in price oh yeah projectors used to be yeah. really expensive yeah and uh They've come sure, down yeah. in price, you know, right. which is not exactly what we're talking about here. But but to have presentation software, you you have to have a projector or at least something, a flat screen TV, yeah, something to, to project. So the idea here is that you have, you know, a screen that, you know, is 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 in your worship center, your right. sanctuary. And, so it's going to be can you know. be used for announcements. It can be used for lyrics yeah. for worship. It can be used for notes for the right. teaching. Yeah, all those things. So you could use something like PowerPoint to do that. Yes. Uh, if you have Microsoft Office. A lot of churches are PowerPoint. using PowerPoint. And then put, there's a bunch of tools that are geared for the church market, media, mainly towards the, the worship piece. Yeah, MediaShout, ProPresenter. Right. We're having problems with our ProPresenter right now. For some reason, it's crashing on us randomly. You can go two or three weekends without a problem. And then when you when you need it most, it just decides to freeze up. Well, that's 
the way software and technology is. I guess. Yeah. So anyhow, presentation software. Might want to review that. Let's move on here. Uh, accounting software. He's number eight on our list, accounting software. Right. So this would be stuff like QuickBooks. Yes. Yeah, so this, um, there's um, a lot of times that the church management piece is going to handle the contribution tracking, but the where you get into the accounting software is really the outflow of right. where you're spending your money and okay. being able mm-hmm. to run a, a profit and loss statement or mm-hmm. a, um, you know, uh, a balance sheet to show you know where you're at. Yeah. That's where you're going to want to get into some accounting software. Right. So QuickBooks is one. Simple Church Accounting is another one out there. Power Church Plus. Uh, yeah, a lot of the church management tools do offer accounting pieces with their or that they have developed with their you know, proprietary to them, but a lot of them um, point to QuickBooks or. One of right. the other just generally acceptable accounting software yeah. tools out there. Another company out there, one of your favorites, ACS Church. They have an accounting yeah, yeah. component as well. They do. These are the people that mocked you like, what, 15 years ago or something? Yes, it was. Uh, yes. MyFlock was the very first cloud-based um, church management system. And they were, this was in the heyday before um, there were such things as cloud-based and they, they were, we were at a trade show together and they came over and were saying, um, ah, you guys just the fad of the day and that'll, this will all be gone and you guys will be extinct. And, and now they offer a cloud-based, uh, solution. So they've kind of come yeah. full circle. I wonder if that person is still with the company. I don't know if she was maybe. like, ah, PCs are where it's at. None of this magic up in the, they never heard of the cloud back then. They didn't but, know what uh, the cloud was. Yes. So, so our company offers myflock.com. That's, that's JSL solutions. Yes. We don't do, company. we don't offer accounting software, but we do offer the contribution and church management piece. Yeah. But you can, you can enter contributions. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but, but the accounting is going to be the, the, your full financial picture. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Every check right. you write, every, everything that goes out, a lot of times the, like I said, the church management systems are tracking what's coming in, so you can send out statements and that sort of thing. But a full okay. accounting package is going to let you go through and say, ah, we're spending way too much on right. donuts and coffee. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. So number nine, and we have 10 now because I've added one. To the oh, list. oh the but one I – The okay. sign one. But let's get to number 10. So the other technology we think you should consider having would be uh, podcast slash video. Yes. So take your choice or both. Yeah. So um, podcast is obviously predominantly the audio podcast. Mm -hmm. And there are video podcasts, but they really haven't caught on like the audio podcast has. Right. Um, But in the video side of that would be, I would assume you're referring, we're referring to having your services on demand. Right. In an area where you can. Or streaming video or live streaming. Yeah. Or live streaming video. Yeah. And, and again, this is good because it presents either the audio or the video. It presents people an opportunity to, you know, hear your pastor or or key pastors at your church. It, it, they get to hear them, and you know, they can 
they can, number one, it's good for visitors, for people that are new or considering, you know, considering coming to your church, mm-hmm. they, they get a feel for the style of the, of the speaker. And if you do video, maybe even the whole thing with the music and just the whole church culture, right. it gives them an opportunity, creates windows for people to look in without actually having to go. And then they can, they can watch a few times and decide if they want to come. And right. then the other thing too would be, it connects people you know, who are even regular attenders as well. Yeah. So they'll, they may want to re-listen to the sermon as they're on their commute to work every week. And, or, they, or if they missed it. Yeah, or they missed it, either one. Yeah. So that's or if they're shut-ins or whatever, you know. Right. We have a lot of people, we're in Arizona here, and we have a lot of people that, you know, they go away for the summer. They go up north or something and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and some people who are listening to this are back east. You have a lot of people that come out to Arizona in the wintertime. Then they come back to your church in the summer. So, yeah. all right. So number ten in our list of nine important technologies for every <laughs> church. Number ten, a good sign. Yeah. I've got this under technology because there's some great signs out there now that that you can use technology on your signs. Now, my church is not one of those. <laughs> they put a sign up that looks like it's from 1962. <laughs> it does. It does light up. I'll give yes. them that. Okay. I'm sure. So what technology and a sign are you referring to? Oh, I, I like think, you Vegas? know, some, you can make, what's that? Like a Vegas sign? <laughs> well, you can, you can, you know, you can, you, these digital signs now, you can change them, you can program them. That's true. You know, you can I program. Think there's, yeah. Another thing to consider with all the sign thing is your local city ordinances. Yeah, exactly. And and that's part of the problem we ran into at my church is that um, we can only have our sign up so high, supposedly, and. So yeah. nobody can see it, but you it know. does light up at night. Right. You know, if you look hard enough, you'll see it. But and I wonder uh, if there's laws or ordinances regarding video based uh, signage or not. I don't know. But they, I bring this up because good signage, whether you're a business or a church, good signage actually means a lot. It, it's, it spells a lot to people that are driving by. If you've got a crappy sign, Excuse the French, but if you've got a sign that's not very good, it it makes people think, well, that church must not, or that business. You know, let's just change it for a moment and say, hey, you got a business. Right. People will tell you in advertising, you need a good sign. Yeah, that is true. And and it's, I think it's the same with church. You need a good sign. And the technology part of this is there are signs that do have that ability that make you know you can program them and. They can different colors and they can scroll right. and they can change. Or another thing that I think churches, some churches are taking advantage of is, is the just changing the materials of the sign. A lot of times you think of, it's either one of those plastic black lit, back lit things yeah, or, a, or, a, but there's um, a church that I think does a really good job mixes. They have metal and different materials. Yeah that create a three-dimensional That's true. Um, yeah. effect on their, on their sign. So they never underestimate sign metal and wood and brick and yeah. yeah, never underestimate a good sign. Jay Vernon McGee, who uh, you probably don't know who the he Bible is. Bible answer man. Yeah. He's been dead for many, many years, but he, he was actually a cutting edge technology. He actually put a sign up that, that was a lit up sign back in the late 1950s hmm. of his Baptist church. And he got into a lot of trouble with people because he had a lit, a sign that lit up at night. Oh, wow. And he was cutting edge back then. Funny guy. All right, All so right. we're done. 
And just in the nick of time, we're, we're a company called JSL Solutions. And what do we have, Steve? We have a few products. Um, some of them we've talked about. We provide live streaming and on-demand streaming through streamingchurch.tv. We have church management, website management, and a online community through myflock.com. We have Church App Live, which is a mobile app, and we are introducing Greeter.Church. Greeter.Church, a live greeter. You can have a live greeter on your website. Yes. On your church website. If you want to, just go to Greeter.Church. All right, we're done. We're out of time. He's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. If you have anything to add to this list, we'd love to hear from you. Support at StreamingChurch.tv. Have yourself a great week. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Church Solutions Podcast.